0: Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. My name is Jordan Johnston, and I am so excited to be sharing this podcast with you. When the Forward team first talked about launching a podcast, we knew that we wanted this podcast to be a place where real, authentic conversations could be had and shared with our Forward audience. And each podcast will be a conversation about life at work, at home, or within the church. Thus the name, Work, Love, Pray. <laughs> work, Love, Pray is actually the name of the book our founder, Diane Patterson wrote back when Forward it was just a dream of hers. So it felt like the perfect tribute to name the podcast after her inspirational book, the Work, Life, Pray podcast will host the thoughts and hard-earned wisdom and experience of some incredible visionaries and pillars that we have within the forward community. And each podcast episode will be centered around one rule, to have a real conversation grounded in the truth of God's word, discussing topics and issues important to and affecting our forward audience. No scripts, no playing it safe, and no sugarcoating. We are so honored that you've decided to join us on this new journey, and we want you to be a part of our conversations. Just follow forward social media, search for Forward Women on your favorite social media platform, or you can find the links listed in the show notes below. And just keep an eye out for when we post an all call for questions about a topic or issue, submit your question, and we just might answer it on the podcast. Well, we are so excited to be launching the podcast with Rachel Nelson. She is just the epitome of a forward woman. She's balanced her role as a founder and president of Her Worth International, which is a Christian nonprofit that she started, while also balancing the roles of wife and mom, you know, not not too much to have, you know, juggling up in the air there. Um, she has worked as a business development consultant for 20 years um, and is currently pursuing a Master of Arts in Ministry Leadership from Portland Seminary. To help her kind of prepare for that ministry leadership, she actually served with us as an executive intern last year, um, where she got the opportunity to shadow our founder and fearless leader, Diane Pattison, and learn all the ins and outs of being at the helm of a nonprofit organization. So Rachel knows very, very well who the Forward Woman is because she is one herself and has worked with the Forward team for a year to help us further Forward's vision to build a global community of Christian women in the workplace. So part of that vision is we really want to see Christian women in the workplace reach their God-given potential with confidence. And... That is why we are just so excited to be partnering with Rachel and get to play a role in the launch of just an exciting initiative that she's offering for women who are maybe looking to become entrepreneurs and then take that scary but empowering first step to becoming their own boss. So Rachel, welcome. I'm so excited for everyone to meet you and hear all about this incredible program that you have created. Thank you for that great introduction,
1: Jordan. I am excited about this, too. Uh, So a little bit of background about me. I'm a wife and a mom, mother of three, ages 16, 14, and 8, so right in the thick of it. And I'm also in the last year of studies at seminary, pursuing a Master of Arts in Ministry at Portland Seminary. So Um, But for the last 20 years or so, I've been a business consultant, mostly in the area of brand development, creative strategy, a little bit of business model development too, and some graphic design. So that's a little bit about my background.
0: (laughs) Well, fun stuff. So I guess, how did you get started in the business that you're in?
1: Um, Okay. So I launched my first business when I was 17 as a senior in high school. I've had a long journey as an entrepreneur, but um, I'm a real business nerd. So for most Young women, they get their first credit card from Macy's, Bloomingdale, some kind of fun place like that. But mine was for Office Depot, so I would just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. the aisles, dreaming of my office, uh, my ideal office. Seriously, so uh, I got some, uh, got bitten by the entrepreneurial bug early. But I launched my second business when I was in college ended up selling that to a national publishing company a couple years after graduation. Um, They kept me on retainer for a few years as a consultant, and that kind of kicked off my business consulting career, uh, focused on creative strategy, how to leverage design, branding, business model development to launch and grow value within a business. So I've been doing that for the last 16 years or so, and I've along the way, helped lots of people launch and grow their businesses.
0: So in thinking about entrepreneurship and especially women looking to get into entrepreneurship, um, what do you see is holding women back the most from launching or growing something that God has placed on their hearts?
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, I really see the roadblocks falling into two general categories and that's mental barriers and practical barriers. So the mental barriers include things like imposter syndrome, never feeling good enough or qualified enough to step into that new territory that God might be calling you, um, Another is not being tapped into our passion and purpose, even know what God is calling us to do. I mean, I think a trap that a lot of women fall into is, especially during the season where you're focused on building a family, you sometimes lose sight of your own interests, your own passions. And and then when you feel that nudge to start something or you get an itch to kind of spread your wings a little bit, um, outside of that focus of building a family, you can feel a little disconnected from that and not know what direction to head in. But I would say the biggest thing that I hear from women holding them back is not having enough time. We're all just leading such busy lives, um, which actually is, you know, one part mental barrier and one part practical barrier. Cause Sometimes we are, we are very, very busy doing things, but they're not necessarily the things God has asked us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, We fill our, our time doing um, a lot of important and good stuff, but it just isn't the stuff that we're particularly called to do. And sometimes that can, that can be fear, but it's easy to say, well, I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. Um, But you know, God, God wouldn't put something on our hearts that we don't have enough time for. So what I have found is it mostly boils down to refreshing our schedule, really examining and and putting before God the things that are, are filling our schedule and then, uh, developing a plan for, for outsourcing some of the things that are filling our schedule. So, um, I have a story, I have a story about that. Um, (laughs) i uh I spent four years living in Bali, Indonesia, so oh, wow. I went yeah, it was quite the experience i I went from being just your typical middle class American mom scurrying around doing you know scrubbing toilets, uh, being chauffeur, and running a business at the same time um, to having domestic Help. It was That's like nice. a Yes.
0: <laughs> Very <laughs> pa- nice.
1: Yes. Pause for effect. <laughs> yes. I uh I loved it. Uh but I had a huge light bulb moment. Um there was a young woman who helped me around the house. And uh, she and I would often exchange stories. I'd tell her about my life in America, and she would tell me about her life back in her village. And uh, one day, she just stopped me mid-conversation. She said, wait, you had two cars in America? Because we had one car there in Bali, which um, was even having one car is a sign of a lot of wealth. So for her, two cars was just kind of over the top. And she said, so you had two cars, but no one to help you at home with the kids in the house. And I had never thought about it like that. Like seeing it through her eyes totally changed things for me. And it kind of hit me. We, uh, American moms, I kind of have our priorities confused. You know, the economics are, I will give you, they are very different in, in Indonesia. It's much easier to hire full-time domestic help. Um, and it's kind of expected, but uh, for Westerners who are living there, but it, mm. it it's what I would have never done it if it hadn't been expected. I was so entrenched in just shouldering all the responsibilities myself, but it created so much, Balance in my life. I could see um, that I had unconsciously prioritized possessions over my own health and well being and balance, and was limiting my ability to really step into my God-given calling. So Um, needless to say, I I built that into my life, moving back to the States. Now I don't have a full-time housekeeper. I do still (laughs) scrub toilets. Yeah. (laughs) But what I learned was I can, I can hire someone to come in and help me on a regular basis and paying for it is easy. It takes a professional a lot less time than it takes me to do a much better job than I would do. And the time that I save, I, uh, you know, I can earn more money in the time that I save than what I am paying. And so that for me is, uh, just an excellent example of the principle of, of outsourcing. So in fact, outsourcing is, A guideline that I built into an online course I developed for Herworth International called the Pattern, Um, and I'd I'd love to pass along a worksheet from that course to help women, well, what I call delegate and elevate to their highest calling. So, it's uh, the vision sheet for guideline nine on outsourcing. Maybe we can give a link to it or something. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent, Uh, because it'll really I think help forward women especially those who are feeling called to entrepreneurship but um figure out all the stuff that they love doing and how to do more of it and then gradually eliminate the stuff they don't love doing you know by blessing others who are gifted for that work it kind of helps lay out a really prioritized plan for that
0: all right, so the pattern, ta ta da, that was what we were kind of building up to. Um, so tell us a little bit more about that um, because Forward is actually creating a two week learning experience for the entrepreneurs that are in our audience using the pattern as the core teaching. So kind of give us a little bit more background on that and kind of tell us why you're just so excited to partner with Forward and give it to our audience. Absolutely. Okay, so.
1: The pattern is a set of 12 faith-based guidelines that create a framework for a two-week learning experience for female entrepreneurs. Week one focuses on clearing those mental barriers to business growth, those ones we kind of touched on a little earlier. And week two focuses on clearing the practical barriers. So it's something that allows women to grow into their full entrepreneurial Potential, and it's based on the example of the wife of noble character from Proverbs 31. So it's a very well-known passage. Uh, But if you if you look it up, you'll see she is a wife, a mother, philanthropist, an entrepreneur. This was an empowered woman. It's actually quite surprising since it's an ancient example. But I'm convinced that being an entrepreneur was a pivotal piece of the equation that gave her the power and control or how she built her life for maximum impact and meaningfulness. So that guideline on outsourcing that I mentioned before comes straight from her example. Proverbs 31 um, verse 15 mentions her servants. And we often overlook that because it's not a part of our daily existence or you know sometimes even worse when we read that chapter we'll say well we don't need to be doing the things she was doing cuz look she had servants but it's it's key because it really gets to the principle of not necessarily having servants but of knowing how to outsource so um i'm just really excited for what's to come it's my passion to help women build purpose driven enterprises to you know, use biblical wisdom to clear away right. those obstacles and gear up for growth. Whether, um, women are feeling called to build a for-profit business, a nonprofit ministry, or some sort of social business. Um, you know, that's why I launched her worth international.
0: So tell us just a little bit about this passion to help women build these purpose-driven enterprises, like you mentioned before, you know, is that coming from a personal place? Is that coming from maybe women you've worked with? Um, and, and I guess how, how, and why did that help you launch her worth international? Sure. Yeah. So I mean, I had been,
1: um, like I said before in business for a while, I was an entrepreneur myself and then I was consulting entrepreneurs. So I'm, I was very embedded in the business world and using these principles that I, um, had already conceived of before even launching Herworth International. And, um, it was in November of 2012, I had put together a teleseminar called the pattern with some of these principles. And, um, it was just, uh, like a two-hour telephone summit where there were about 70 women from all over the world that, that showed up, and I delivered this message. And that got in the hands of a um, missionary couple, a connection through my church, Darlis and Dave Bird, who um, Darlis was ministering to a group of single mothers there. And our church had just gone and taught these women how to sew and brought sewing machines. And um, this connection was made. She wanted me to come and speak to these um, women on this topic of starting a business since they were gaining these skills. And I arrived in Haiti and was just, I, I was moved beyond belief, but also I saw out of my you know, practical business experience that they were going to need more than a skill to make a living there in Haiti. They were going to need a business, and so I went about kind of conceiving of what that might look like, and um, came back. But you know, I was a single mom at that time, and just couldn't make it fly. But it just it, it wasn't the right time. I heard from a number of key people, just wait, which is my. You know least favorite word to hear uh, from anyone but I'm glad I did it was uh you know a- after i after I got remarried and um, had the support of my husband and and uh, life was a little more in balance, you know i because I was carrying the full weight of financial provision on my shoulders at that time, part of why my heart really went out to this particular group of women. Um, I felt God calling me to seminary, and it was in seminary we were assigned to write a paper on what our our vision was. And as I prayed over that and wrote that paper, uh, I really just got a clear picture of launching Her Worth International and um, knew it was time. So I went ahead and did it. And uh, so what we're doing is we have our own freedom business project that's uh, picking up in Haiti. And we also help other women launch and grow their freedom businesses. It's God is really stirring up the hearts of women globally to help our sisters who find themselves in poverty oftentimes in sex trade and trafficking situations to gain a dignified economic opportunity and thrive
0: so part of why we even wanted to start a podcast with forward was we really wanted to give our women a place to come and have a conversation and we wanted to have a conversation with them too um, and so when we we're going to do this podcast when you were going to be talking about entrepreneurship. I mean, we have so many women in our audience that we've heard of who want to be an entrepreneur, maybe are an entrepreneur, but they feel very alone. Don't really have any resources, no one to talk to. So we knew we were going to have you on here and we knew that this is something that you're very passionate about. So we turned to our audience and we asked them just to give us any questions they have about entrepreneurship and maybe turning that dream that's in the back of their mind into a reality. So we got, some really good questions. So let's go through them now. I just want to kind of get your thoughts. Um, So the first one that we got was from a woman named Claire, and she asked, how do you invest in your family and also in your dreams?
1: That's a great question. Um, And I love that term, invest. Uh, You know, in, in investment parlance, that's called having a balanced portfolio when you're trying to invest in multiple categories and when investors are balancing their their portfolios they have a plan so they set rough goals ahead of time for how much they want to invest in each asset and i think it's really important to view ourselves as an investor of our lives in that way you know our time and energy are things that we invest and the problem though arises when we don't have Ownership over our time, which can sometimes happen when you're employee, when you're an employee, there there are expectations uh, placed upon you that kind of limit your ability to decide for yourself or make a plan that works for you of where you're going to invest your time and energy, and uh, that's really the part of the power of entrepreneurship that you can set your own goals and your own schedule. So, I mean, we all know people who have let their businesses control them rather than being in control of their business, but that's not truly leveraging the power of entrepreneurship. So, you know, that's one of the guidelines we cover in the pattern, how to set up systems or what we call containers for the areas of your life and how you can invest in each. And I think for a lot of women, that's a paradigm shift because, they're feeling tugged in multiple directions, but um, they haven't yet taken ownership and um, felt empowered to establish those those investment goals for themselves, and so balance becomes a near impossible a near impossible goal because they aren't yet owning that aspect of their lives.
0: this next question honestly <laughs> would extend even beyond just entrepreneurship. I feel like probably any woman in a workplace right now has wondered this, but we have this other question that came in from Hostie, I believe. Um, and her question was how can we navigate a career in a male dominated industry?
1: Another good question. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It, it applies to, um, to both, right. To any sort of career. But again, I think that entrepreneurship gives a woman a special angle or tool in order to navigate that path successfully. So for instance, um, I spent the last seven years or so with my primary consulting clients have been in the IT industry where I'm very typically surrounded by, you know, really like middle-aged white men, but I'll, I'll be the only or one of the only women in the meeting. So it, there was a season when my daughter was in preschool and I had to schedule meetings around her two half days in preschool <laughs> and half time. So um, where, you know, everyone who else who was trying to set these meetings were all men and working full-time typical nine to five type of thing. So I remember a request for last minute meeting where I had to say, okay, I can take the meeting, but you may hear Dora the Explorer in the background. And (laughs) it got a chuckle, but I remember wondering how I was being perceived and why they were tolerating my limited schedule and the, you know, the creative background noises that uh, were, you know, occasionally part of those meetings. And it, it was because I was great at what I did. I had found my niche and I was operating in it. And, um, more importantly, I was delivering results. So my advice would be to double down on your strengths and passions, find the thing you're great at, even if it's just one thing to start and work on under promising and over delivering. And, um, entrepreneurship allows that to happen in a really beautiful way because of kind of what I was alluding to before, because you can set your time and your schedule. You can also set what projects you want to be working on and you get to set the, the tone for how they're going to work with you. You get to set your pricing, all of that sort of thing becomes in your control and so because I was able to kind of dictate the terms they knew up ahead they were not in control of my time the, all they wanted from me was results and I was able to deliver those so it it was really a good system in that way to allow me to be on par with those male counterparts so as an I, ha, I have kind of a funny example of this more recently I was uh, proposing a really dramatic kind of turnaround strategy to the CEO of a German-based tech company. And uh, when I was done, there were there were several people, all men, in this meeting. When I was done, the CEO piped up and, in a in a very German accent, said, "Vel." Well, it may just be the lady power that will turn this company around. And I'm like, did anyone get that on record? (laughs) Um, So, you know, I think that's the power of
0: operating in your strengths. Okay, so the last question that we will take today, um, again, I feel like this really just applies to so many things, but I think especially for someone who's kind of at that edge and is going, all right, I really want to do this. I want to start my own business. I want to follow my dream. But then they have this question, which we got from Lydia. And I think it's a great question. Do I have what it takes to follow through with this? Yeah,
1: that is a powerful question. It is a simple question. It's in one way, easy to answer. And in another way it's, it's totally tough. Um, a lot of people never start because they doubt themselves. And really it could be doubting themselves in starting a business or it could be, uh, or a ministry, or it could be doubting themselves in scaling the business or moving a business in a direction, in a new direction. Anytime we're moving into new territory, self doubt is going to be there. That's a tactic of the enemy tried and true. Um, And my answer is you absolutely have what it takes. Why am I so confident in that? Because I know that God doesn't call us into something that he doesn't equip us to complete. Mm. It may not, yeah, it, it may not look the way you think it's going to look. The journey may unfold differently than you can plan, but Here's the key. He often calls us into territory that is bigger than us. So it's going to bring up all of those doubts and hesitations. It's just kind of his style to do that, to call us into those new lands. I mean, you think about Abraham, right? But um, it's a call to bring others along on the journey, uh, whether they're advisors, teachers, partners, employees, friends, You absolutely can do it, but you can't do it alone. Um, I mean, that's why I just love the community that Forward is building, Um, just the broad community, but also why I'm excited about you all creating a community and resources for the entrepreneurs among us because we need each other, not just from a practical standpoint either, really from a... Uh, we need to speak truth to one another to be able to say you can do this and this is what I see in you and um, to pray over one another. This is what I hear God speaking to me about you and over you and this direction you're taking. It's vital that we support one another and um, it's vital to invest In the journey that God is calling us to, He, you know, we won't have everything it takes to get to the end of the journey on day one. We need to be open to investing in equipping ourselves, getting ourselves the resources we need, investing in relationships that can um, bolster us uh, in the places that we're weak and then offer our strengths. Uh, in the places where others are weak. This is the way God accomplishes great things. It's through people who step out and overcome that self-doubt and say, I don't know everything that's ahead of me, but I know God is with me, and I have my friends around me, and we're going to do this.
0: Mm, You are speaking the forward language. (laughs) Oh, well, I, Rachel, I am just so excited to be sharing the pattern with our audience, to be sharing you and your story with the audience. And um, I just really appreciate you being on the podcast, being our guinea pig, being the first one. (laughs) Um, And I, I just really hope that, you know, our listeners uh, take advantage of this amazing course that you have coming out and um, just really latch on to just these amazing principles that you've laid out for them. Well, I am grateful for the opportunity and so excited
1: to see what's going to happen when these resources get in the hands of these great forward women. We're going to have just a ton of projects and progress and stories to share with one another about the amazing things that God is going to do through all of us.
0: Well, we hope you enjoyed our talk with Rachel and are inspired to step out in faith and start your own entrepreneurial journey. If you'd like to learn more about the pattern masterclass and how to discover your unique pattern for building a purpose-driven business, be sure to register for the upcoming free mentor session co-hosted by forward founder, Diane Patterson and Rachel. The session is taking place on October 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and if you'd like to join, just click on the registration link provided in the show notes space is limited, so be sure to register today and save your spot. We've also provided a link to download the free outsourcing guide Rachel mentioned earlier in the podcast. This guide will help you set up a simple plan to delegate and elevate to your full entrepreneurial potential. Super helpful on your quest to do more of what you love and less of what you don't. Visit our show notes page for the link to download this guide, as well as a link to register for the free mentor session with Diane and Rachel. Thank you for joining us for this conversation about entrepreneurship. We will be back soon with another Real Talk Grounded in Truth. For more information about today's podcast, visit our website at forwardwomen.org podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N dot org slash podcast. Until next time.